three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, Triple H, as it were. And I am joined by a podcaster, streamer, uh, a frequent contributor to The Real Pineapple. You can check him out on SoundCloud as a co-host on On The Fly with KJ and OJ. Uh, New episodes weekly. Uh, OJ, OJ, welcome, sir. Hello. How you doing, man? Alright, I'm alright. Yeah, man. Uh, so, so we'll just get this out of the way now. Spider-Man will be the number one movie again this next week because oh, and rightfully cause, so. yeah, because nothing comes like, like that movie with uh, uh, the guy from Silicon Valley, Batista comes out. That's not being Spider-Man like that. Like it should yeah. be number two though. Yeah. Oh no, I, it will be number two, and I, I hope that's good. We'll have a review for that this weekend. But uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Spider-Man will be number one again as well. It should be so. We're gonna do something. Uh, I'm gonna do something kind of a little, a little different as far as what uh, we do for our normal reviews. So we are reviewing Spider-Man: Far From Home, which is the, oh my god, the 23rd Marvel film, which is so fucking insane to say that there's 23 movies in the MCU. If you would have told me back when Iron Man came out in 08 that we would have, we 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 would even get to 23 films. It's it's fucking nuts, man. That we're 23 movies in, and I, yeah, it's kind of still just insane to wrap my mind around. So, um, if you have checked out our channel, which uh, if you haven't before, welcome. Um, I recently posted a review of the uh, of the uh, uh, Spider-Man 3. I have not reviewed The Amazing Spider-Man. That will be up here this weekend. But The Amazing Spider-Man... I went and I watched every single Spider-Man movie over the course of about a week and a half. So I watched Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man, and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Uh, all of which, with the exception of Amazing Spider-Man 1, we have reviews up for on our channel. And I'm just going to say, I know I've said at points that X-Men is one of the biggest opportunities as far as comic book movies. Because I think they should all be excellent, and I have mixed feelings on those. I, I would... I need to retract that a little bit because even watching stuff like Days of Future Past which I don't love but uh, I helped OJ here on his channel his channel where we reviewed most of the X-Men movies so you should go check those out they're, they're a lot of fun those reviews but, yeah yeah exactly but but, uh, but re-watching those X-Men films I did really go you know yeah these don't hold up as well for me but I still do enjoy these the Spider-Man movies I, I don't enjoy them I really don't enjoy him. I, I went back and watched every all of them, as I just mentioned. I, I like Spider-Man 1. I, I am a fan of Spider-Man 1. Uh, I think it's a little too campy at points, but I, I still do enjoy it. Spider-Man 2 should be called Spider-Man 2 parentheses. Everyone shits on Peter. Because everyone is just shitting on Peter to such an extent that... It's not even a. It's a mean movie. That that's really how it came across to me. I'm like, it's a. It, and yeah, people give Spider-Man shit in the comics, but not to that extent where it's almost like SpongeBob-esque. You know what I mean? Like everyone, like even Aunt May shits on him. Where he goes, hey, you know, like 
this is what happened, Uncle Ben. I let this guy get get away. I'm so sorry. I just need you to forgive me. And he just walks away and says nothing, like a bitch. And then when he brings it up again later, she goes, well, you let him die. It's like, fuck you. Like, I, I, I hate how mean that movie is. And then Spider-Man 3, uh, it gets that. And, yeah. and Amazing Spider-Man 2, it's worse than Spider-Man 3. Don't let anyone tell you different. And then even Amazing Spider-Man 1, Peter's like this emo asshole. He's not even Peter Parker. Like it, People want to talk about Eisenberg being a bad Lex Luthor. I think Andrew Garfield's a worse Spider-Man in that movie. Like That's it, not his fault. Then. No, no, it's not his fault. But for what was written for him, it is, it, it's horrible. It, it's so horrible. And that suit, people kind of like talk shit about the homecoming suit because, you know, he made it from scratch. And, you know, it's a, it's a fucking hoodie, you know. But that amazing Spider-Man, that, uh, that suit he uses, it's horrible. It is so goddamn ghastly. It should be a Pokemon. It is horrible. I fucking hate that costume. The fact he has sunglass lenses as the as the eyes, I was like, fuck you, really? Like, this is what works for a Spider- I, 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 dude, I hate that. I hate that movie, man. Like, the more I watched it, I was like, oh, God, I forgot how much I lit. The only time I got a little bit of emotion is when the lizard has him uh, by the throat, you know, because he's going to turn all of New York into lizards, which, <laughs> why? Fuck you, that's why. But Evolution. Wait, yeah. no way. The Evolution, way. yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's such an absurd fucking plot. Uh, but when he has him by the throat, it's like, poor Peter Parker, no uncle, no father, no one to help you. I was like, damn, okay. I was like, damn, lizard, okay, it's a little, it's a little harsh. But I actually appreciated that. I was like, all right, that, that gave me a little emotion. But I think that movie is just, it, I think it's fucking terrible. Like, just rewatching it, I was like, oh, man. Like, I thought I liked this more, but I, nah, this this sucks. Um, so I've been begging for a good Spider-Man a good Spider-Man movie again. Uh, and then we got and then we got Homecoming, which I maintain is top probably top six solo MCU films for me. Like I I, I love Tom Holland because he looks like he's uh, like like he's a teenager. Uh, Michael Keaton, man, I'm just so happy he's keeping up this career resurgence, man. He was a great vulture. Yeah. Um uh, you got you got a little bit of Tony Stark, just, just a little bit, just a little bit, a little dash. Uh, a little more than you, dash, you in think, my opinion. You think, you think so, dude? I think he got like what fifteen minutes of screen time. Yeah, that, did, did he have too much? I do. Okay, okay. I say uh, cut that down to like me. I mean, I I kind of side with my podcast partner on this. The more like the more the movie ages, mm-hmm. um, like any Stark was a bit too much Stark. Just because, like, I really wanted Peter to stand on his own. Okay. I, so, I think he's spread out enough that he does. I I honestly thought he was going to be in it more. So, I was actually kind of relieved that he wasn't in it for, like, half the movie. Because the way the marketing was going, it was like, hey, Iron Man. I was like, I was kind of like, ah. And that one shot where Spider-Man is swinging and Tony's in the suit. I was like, oh, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, don't help him beat the Vulture. Let him do that shit by himself. I was very happy that the marketing very much lied to me on that. I was like, oh, okay. Because I was really concerned. And they'd be like, oh, Tony's about to, you know, like, Spider-Man's about to die. Iron Man saves him and kill. You know what I mean? I was really worried we were going to get, we were going to get that. So. It could have gone that way, too. Yeah. So it, I, do, I do get that. Yeah. Um. So, loved Homecoming. That was absolutely great. Uh, 
critically just adored by everyone and many people uh did say it's the best live action spider-man film that's been made it is um so uh the scene with uh peter and uh um tombs in the car oh just, yeah that that's that's like the bread and butter right there yeah it it's it's a scene that should have a neon sign that just says I'm so fucked over it because when you th- there's this scene where it, in that scene where he looks at him and the light turns green and like the green you know somebody's the vulture is like on one side of his face I was like oh that's a great shot like he has this crazy look in his face like oh I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> like, well he's like fuck with my daughter you know yeah like I mean oh dude oh it's such a great scene but I thought Michael Keaton did such a great job setting the tone. Uh, for this new villain, who, uh, if you guys have listened to the podcast, uh, even when I, we reviewed Homecoming, I want to say, I brought the fact that I want Mysterio. I've wanted Mysterio for so long. Was originally supposed to be Bruce Campbell? Just throwing that out there, because we... Bruce! Uh, which, can we say, too, just real quick, just tie up the Amazing Spider-Man loop real quick, the fact that, um, oh god, I can't think of that's name, Dylan something, but he was in the first three... Raimi Spider-Man. It's the fact the fourth one was supposed to be the lizard, so they give him more screen time, yeah. more screen time, yeah. building him up, and then Raimi doesn't get to do his fourth one, and then Sony does a double fuck you and goes, oh hey, we're gonna reboot Spider-Man, but put the lizard in. It's like, oh, what the fuck? Like, I remember as a fan even going, like, that's fucking mean. Like, I'm sure that actor was ready, you know? Yeah. And he's yeah. going, they just go, I just flipped off the microphone. <laughs> I, know you can, I know you can't see that audience, but... But that's really what Sony did, this guy. So I, I'm really happy that Marvel and Sony are going the, the, the more uh, we're going to use not shown on live action, uh, in live action villains first, which I appreciate because, I mean, I think we eventually need to get the Doc Ock, we need to get the Norm Osborn, but I wanted Vulture, I got Vulture, and I really wanted Mysterio, uh, as I mentioned, brought up in our Homecoming review. And we got Jake Gyllenhaal, who... I feel like is one of the more underrated actors because I feel like Brad Pitt's name's brought up, Denzel's name's brought up, Leo's name's brought up. Uh, but people, I think people forget, and if you have not seen Nightcrawler, pause this podcast and go watch Nightcrawler, then come back. Jake Gyllenhaal can play a fucking psycho, and he's great at it. And so, watching this, if you know anything about Spider-Man more, you know that Mysterio is very much a, you know, a, a master of illusion. I mean, that's just fucking nickname uh, and uh it's i was sad watching this because i knew oh man mysterio's gonna turn in this movie and him and peter are like being such cool science bros kind of like stark and banner i was like oh this is so cute it really makes me sad that i know what's coming <laughs> like it was kind of like watching first class you're like you're gonna it was like hot tub time machine. You're gonna end up in a chair. You know, you are. Yeah, like, yeah. It's like, oh, enjoy all that running you're doing now because it's not gonna last. But so I was, <laughs> especially for you, Charles. <laughs> that running ain't really gonna last at all. Yeah, yeah. Enjoy this run you're having with Hank right now. <laughs> but, but I remember just being sad watching, going, oh man, that like at some point this has to end, and that really bumps me out. And I will say, when Joel Hall makes, has to make that turn from being, like, happy-go-lucky Quentin Beck, like, hey, I'm saving the world, uh, to, all right, cool, I'm, I know you're Spider-Man, I'm going to kill everyone you know and love and become the new Iron Man, 
not only does the turn feel incredibly awesome, like it doesn't feel like rushed or anything at all, but dude, feels like it's all part of the plan. Yeah, that, well played. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it it's sinister. It it pun is. very much intended for what we'll talk about later. But Jung Hall, man, I thought he played a great cycle when he got to that point. And I will say, too, uh, one of my favorite MCU movies was Doctor Strange, just for the visuals alone. This has some of the best visuals Marvel's ever had. The, the illusion aspect of this, if you've played the Spider-Man PS4 game, it's very reminiscent of when you fight uh, uh, Mr. Lee, or, or uh, Mr. Negative, uh, in the kind of like the negative zone, as it were. And it's very similar to the Arkham games when Scarecrow hit you with the, the, the fear the fear toxin, the yep. fear gas, uh, and those uh, those levels you have to fight. It's a trip watching these sequences. And one thing I have to give the movie credit for of many is that there are times watching it as a as a viewer going, I don't know what's real in this movie right now. And it was freaking me out to be completely honest. Uh, I yeah. I'd had a couple daiquiris, so I was kinda like, ah. like, I was like, I was like, make it stop. <laughs> like, you know, already, but but I, I just I thought it was just, the sequences were amazing. Uh, yeah, talk to me about Gyllenhaal, sir. Yeah, man. So Gyllenhaal is the MVP of this movie, dude. I'm gonna say it right now. Like, you have like a hero. A lot, a lot of people say a hero is only as good as the villain, and what makes the villain so re- so works so well for this movie is that he gets intimately close with the hero quickly. Like there's a there's a um, a scene in the movie where, um, fucking um, oh god, who am I thinking of now? Fucking Samuel. God, oh, Nick Fury. Thank you. God, I can't believe I god, couldn't get the name out. Sorry, right, sorry. Right. So there's a scene where Nick Fury um, takes you know Spider Man to uh, basically meet Mysterio for the first time. Yeah. Um, kind of gives him the name too, and it's, I, I really liked how he like leans into that. You know what I mean? It, it, it was kind of reminiscent of uh, kind of in Dark Knight when he figured out how to get the Two Face nickname. I was like, yeah. "All right, that was clever." And and so then when he starts going by it, you're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." Sorry, uh, so yeah, no, it's things like that, and like how he gives like Peter that nod when he go pulls the line of like, you know, like I know how it feels to be the smartest guy in the room, and. And that kind of thing. And it's just like, yeah, shit, you guys are talking on the same wavelength and everything like that. and um, It's a close connection real quick. Yeah. Um, because it's a connection to a side. Because it's a connection to Peter and not Spider-Man. Yes. Does that make sense? No, no, no that's a brilliant point. And, 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 and to kind of piggyback off that, um, this takes a place after Endgame. Mm-hmm. And while yeah. like, and while I do love Thanos, because I think... Thanos is just a dick. Like, his logic is so fucking flawed. You're kind of like, oh, like, like, fuck you, dude. Uh, Mysterio is added to the list of people who just, who just got boned by Tony Stark. And, and I'll be honest, like, it, some people were talking to me about it. It's like, is this a thing, theme in the comics? Yes. Yes, it is. Like, Tony Stark's bones, not, not just women, he bones a lot of dudes out of ideas, out of property, out of... Fucking agencies, really. I mean, yeah. he, he really 
really like the, the Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man character. It's a very, it's very much like kind of taking uh, Billy Baxter from Shazam from New Fifty Two. They really made him less of a dick because he's way more of a dick in the comics. And, oh yeah, and you know, read Civil War alone, he's a dick. Oh, <laughs> the way he treats Spider Man uh-huh. in that movie, good. I did yeah. not read an Iron Man comic for five years after that. I believe it. Like I was so, I was like, "Fuck this too." I'm like, "You just made," and we'll get there too. But it was so frustrating. Being at points, she was like, "Tony, like keep your dick in your pants. Like stop being stupid." And the the whole but he could put his dick in a box. Yeah, he he, he definitely could. So, so could Art. A lot, a lot of boxes. Yeah. So so could Art. So could Art Jr. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. But but. but it, it, it was fat. one of my favorite things about Tony Stark's arc in the MCU is just seeing him, you know, really evolve and and grow. But the thing is, so many of his past sins were Earth pre Iron Man. So it, it is him. You kind of seeing, oh man, like he just like he need to get caught in that cave sooner so you could have changed earlier because a yeah. lot because a lot of the shit that he did like. You know, it, it's true. Every action has a consequence, and some of the shit he did, you know, pre, you know, again, pre Iron Man, uh, really come back to bite him in the ass. And this is one of those things that happened around Civil War, so like after Ultron, basically, where yeah. he, yeah, where he, um, that sounds right, yeah. Where he uh, created the whole uh, bar- uh, barf is the is yeah, barf is the yeah. acronym, and basically it was a way for him to deal with his uh, uh, his guilty conscience. It, I mean, if you want to just boil it down to brass tacks, I mean that's exactly what it was. And you come to find out that Mysterio's technology, the, the holograms he uses, were what the, his floor, his holograms were the floor for what barf ended up being, and yep. so. Uh, and so Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, um, Quentin Beck, rightfully so, not super thrilled about it. And oh so, yeah, and it, it it this is what I love about this. But one of the main things, as I mentioned, I love about this movie, it is very much a tie to the Vulture in the sense of yeah, the Vulture is a villain, but you get why he's so pissed off because mm-hmm. you know Avengers cause all this damage and then Stark forms damage control and profits off the damage that he. And I know people want to talk about Cap or whatever. No, it is Iron. Even though it's Iron Man, it's Hulk. They are right there how much damage they cause because Cap is more stri- like stri- strategic. There we go with his shit. And, and, and Thor even is even kind of a brute, but Tyre, Iron Man just shoot repulsor beams and like blow upside of buildings. You know, people are having tea and shit. And they're like, hey, like, <laughs> like keep it down. You know, and Hulk is Hulk smashing throwing cars to to no, win. Hulk it. smashing Scarlet Witch. Yeah, it's, it's Scarlet Witch. Yeah, Black, Black, Black Widow. Yeah, but 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 they're causing so much damage, and so with the whole barf thing and that being taken from him. Uh, you get why Quentin Black is pissed off. Where, where the line, the divide comes between him and Vulture is, yeah, Vulture kind of wanted to kill Spider-Man, but even like he crushed him under a building. He didn't like stab with his talons and throw him low. You know what I mean? Like he's kind of like, all right, like I hope this kills you, but if it doesn't, whatever. Quentin Beck is on a mission to kill Peter Parker. Like it's not even a. I kind of want to kill you because you're in the way. He's like, no, I need to kill this motherfucker because. Well, I think it's funny you bring that up because while it is a need, it's not a want. He said more than once he didn't want to kill Peter. 
So he said it more than once. At the end, I felt like he wanted to kill him. That's when I kind of was like, because I first you're right. He's like, he even tells him like, look, I try to give you an out. Like, go back to your girl. Like, mm-hmm. go on your go, go on your dumb field trip. Like, get away. You know. But by the end of the movie, and he sees him gliding down. I, I remember he even says he like looks at the ceiling like. Ugh, like this, like this fucker again. He's like, uh, he's like, you know, I'm killing myself. Like, fuck it. I was like, oh, well, that's unfortunate for you. So right, but I mean, like, but at first though. It's oh like, no, it's yeah, like es- it's like an escalation bit. Yeah, yeah. but it, it it does show off one of because one of the things even in the Mar- Marvel Encyclopedia says one of Spider-Man's powers is uh, his perseverance. And he is so fucking perseverant in this, and it made me go, this is why I love Spider-Man because. You know, this is about him just wanting to go on vacation with his his nerdy class and, you know, talk to Mary Jane, uh, not smoke it, uh, but talk to Mary Jane and and just chill. He just wants to have a cool vacation. There's a point where um, where Aunt May, uh, played by Marissa Tomei, who, who, uh, like, how she goes, hey, are you going to take the suit? And he's just like, no, like, I just want to chill. And he ends up with a suit anyway, and he's like, "Fuck! Like, like I just want to chill." And you feel cut, and you feel bad for him because he's what fifteen in this, sixteen, sixteen, and he is just, he wants. I mean, he's a horny sixteen-year-old. I mean, I mean, I wasn't because I was super pure, but I. Yes, <laughs> 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 slut. I, <laughs> damn, but for Jesus, maybe. <laughs> I was 16 year old me, but anyway, but but you, you feel bad for him because he really doesn't want this right now. And I think something, and we do need to talk about this, Iron Man doesn't loom large over this movie. And I think the reason for me, and we disagree on this, but I think the reason for me he didn't loom uh, big enough to distract me from it is because... You know, even before Iron Man was Iron Man, Stark Industries was a brand. So everywhere he's going, he's seeing something that kind of reminds him of Tony Ward's like a painting or like a, like a video tribute. Uh, the movie opens with a brilliant video tribute to Tony Stark. Not just, I, not just Tony, though. For oh, everyone Oh, yeah, lost. for everyone we've lost. That's, that's true, yeah. Because, I mean, uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Vision. Vision. Uh, uh, Captain America was shown. Yeah. Uh, 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 oh, my gosh. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was really funny, though. Like, because it, it's those two kids who do the, uh, like, the... The morning the, announcements. Yeah. And I don't know who those kids are, but they are hilarious. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would watch a variety of shows with those kids. That, they were, <laughs> like, they were funny. And the Getty Images thing on one of the pictures, that... It, it made me think of work. I was oh, like, oh, I know. I was, like, oh, I was like, oh, God, yeah. KJ and I were like, content, content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not but, that any of you know what that is. Yeah, we, we, we work we work at a uh, call center. We deal with Getty Images a lot. But it, it really made me laugh because it's like, it's acknowledging what happened in game, but it's kind of poking fun at it, too. And I was like, all right, like, that, that works, but... Uh, but Iron Man doesn't loom large over this. I think if there hadn't been a precedent set for it in the Avengers, like after they save the world and you see people, you know, with handmade shields and all that, I think if that hadn't that precedent hadn't been set, this would come across as awkward seeing Iron Man just kind of everywhere. I'd be like, uh, all right. But him being an established brand and them kind of establishing that people would fanboy out like this, it it did make me go like, okay. This makes sense. And I think what's so important, too, is that Peter, 
Because in Homecoming, I think you could make you could you could make the argument that he had a lot of help, he had some help from Stark. He had a lot of help from Stark in the mm-hmm. first first time around. This movie is more about him stepping out from Iron Man's shadow, and the movie even kind of asks who's going to be the next Iron Man. Which I will admit, I came across a little meta for me. Like, who's going to be the next one? Is it Black Panther? Is it Captain Marvel? Is it Spider Man? Like, you know, so I kind of like I remember I kind of tilt my head. I went, I was like, huh, okay, yeah, who is the next Iron Man? And honestly, dude, after this, I think it's Spider-Man. I, I really think it's Spider-Man for where they end this. And I guess this is the first, uh, this is one of uh, nine movies they have playing with Spider-Man, which, holy crap. Nine? I think it's nine. Damn. So. Or is he halfway through? I think he's halfway with, through. So it's like, so he's, like this is number more. five. Yeah, right? so probably like four more. Four more. Okay. But, dude, which is crazy to me, which I don't mind. Do not misunderstand, but. Yeah, dude. Sony and Marvel. I guess they were, they renewed their deal, so they're they're gonna keep pushing this shit. And I will say, not only is Tom Holland the perfect Peter Parker, but this movie works so well because it is. While you do see Iron Man, it is very much about Peter going through his shit, uh, becoming his own hero. Um, when he makes his final version of the suit at the end of the movie, I, I was like, okay. There's a great Easter egg, by the way, and I'm going to throw it to you after this, of uh, if watch really closely for this. When he goes to create the suit, you see uh, different templates. So you see the or the old school, the actual uh, Iron Spider costume from uh, Civil War, the comics, yeah. which I thought was a great. I was like, oh, that's great. And then you see the Spider-Man PS4 ga- game with the white logo, that costume. And did you see the um, in the after credit scene? I think it's the after credit scene. Okay. Uh, there, it's either the after credit scene or right before it. There's a spot where Peter is swinging. Yeah. Or Spider-Man is swinging. And he does the the selfie pose. Yeah, he does the selfie from pose. From the PS4 game. Yeah. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah. Um, also, when he's swinging right before the movie uh, cuts off, you notice Avengers Tower says, uh, uh, we can't wait to, sh- like, something, like, there's a sign saying, like, we can't wait to show you what's next. And it's pointing to where the Avengers Tower used to be. Bastard building. Um, so, I was like, maybe. Ooh. I was like, ooh. Now, I'm just going to throw it out there before I throw it to you. I think it's back, back bleh. I think it's the Baxter building. I put that like at a 40% chance. I think it's going to be Oscorp. I think that's what it's going to be. I think we're going to get our first Oscorp tease in. Honestly, dude, I don't even think we're, I don't even think they're going to wait that, I don't think they'll even wait for the next Spider-Man. I think it'll happen in post-credit scenes in another movie, personally. Hmm. Like, I think they're going to use Oscorp before we get Spider-Man, whatever it's going to be. So I don't know about that based on what else happens in that post credit scene. Like, it almost feels like because of the gravity of that, and we'll talk about that here in a bit. Yeah. Like, it almost feels like the move, like the follow-up to the Far From Home mm-hmm. has to take place right when this ends. Okay. Does that make sense? No, that does. That that's that's big. No, it, it you know what the fuck, that's a really good point, actually. Well well, yeah, okay. So I, okay, I will I will retract what I said. Then I think it that might be the press credits for the next Spider-Man movie. That more than likely. Because I because I, I think Oscorp. So sorry, there's no think. I know Oscorp is way too big in Spider-Man's universe to not be introduced here. Um, and to be completely honest, as much as I love Willem Dafoe, I have not gotten that definitive Green Goblin performance. Um, you know, Jack Nicholson was a great Joker. Heath Ledger wasn't a great Joker. Um, you see, Zero Rounds a great Joker, which I, which kids he, like look up. What about Jared Leto? I, I, 
he can't even make good music. He damn sure was a good Joker. Dude. But. Oh, man. So, just real quick about Jared Leto. Yeah, go ahead. So, I, I speak because it's connected to Spider-Man. Dude. Oh, God. Yeah. This Morbius movie, man. Uh, I don't want it. So, I hear... I hear that it's supposed to tie into a uh, a potential Blade movie. Oh, God. I don't want that. So, like, how MCU got Spider-Man? They're going to get Blade for, like, a trade-off? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. I don't... So, that's what I hear. Uh, okay. Like... But I also hear that there's a possibility of an appearance with Tom Holland in, like, Venom 2 or something along those lines. Interesting. Well, little things have picked up about that, like... The, like they may be a bit more receptive to like embrace that partnership in a bit more canon. Okay. Because I guess Disney didn't hate what they did with Venom. Yeah. So. So I will say I would like to see Spider Man vs Venom done properly this oh, time. Oh, that is what I. This time I will say right now. Uh, I know Sony hit with Into the Spider Verse, which. As you guys know, I ate a big slice of humble pie for that because OJ will tell you I was talking sh- so much shit about Spider-Verse. I'm like, they're going to fuck this up. Like, they always fuck up Spider-Man. Ah, damn it. All right, it's my favorite movie of, of 2018. Ugh, fine. Good flick. Um, damn good flick. But I'm telling you right now, there is no gut. There's no. There's nowhere in the multiverse where they can make a Morbius movie without fucking Spider-Man. It makes no goddamn sense. There's no reason to do it. A black sable, uh, or uh, uh, yeah, a silver sable movie might work, maybe. But Morbius is just. He's too lame of a villain without Spider-Man. There's just no fucking reason to do it. And well, anti-hero, anti-hero. Whatever. Like, well, I mean, that's the, that's the position he uh, put Venom in. Yeah. Yes, but Venom, as at least, uh, it, it, okay. If you told people to name off five Spider-Man villains, they would think of Venom easily, like each time. Right. No one would think of Morbius. Fair enough. Like at all. So. No, there's just no reason to do it. And Jared Leto, I'm sorry that you fucked up Joker last time. Just, I, I don't want... Stay stay away from anything close to Marvel. I don't want you... No, no, no Jared Leto. You're not... Like, I know, Dallas Buyers Club, he wins an Oscar. Good for you. So did Halle Berry. She didn't deserve hers, and neither do you. Like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm sorry, what? She got naked on film. Does Jenna Jameson have an Oscar? No, she doesn't. She has the Oscars of porn. <laughs> you know what you mean? You know, which means more than Halle Berry's Oscar. Because she did not... <laughs> dude, I don't care what anyone says. She did not deserve that Oscar for Monsters Ball. I'm going to tell you right now. Can someone name a piece of dialogue I can in that movie? Something about moaning with Billy Bob. Yeah, yeah. No, no, keep. Yeah, no. Get off Google. <laughs> God, I, God, I hate that movie. I really hate Monster. Oh, I'm Mom. not a fan of it either. Like, I just remember when she won the Oscar. I was like, all right, Denzel at least deserved his because she should have won for other movies. But Halle Berry, I was like, why? Like, and I like Halle Berry, but Oscar winner Halle, but like Oscar like, winner Halle Berry. It was like when Sandra Bullock went for the Blind Side. I was like, really? I was like, oh, I, yeah. oh yeah. God, yeah. It was like I can have a ple- I can have a pet black person too. Right? Like, like, like what does Angelina Jolie? Have? Not last year. I think she does actually best supporting. She has a few. Yeah, right? uh, yeah, best supporting right for uh, for uh, Gia. Oh, I thought you meant a pet black person. No, I, I wow. Go, Dude, go, go I mean, look how many kids she's adopted, yeah, I, man. I, I, you know, good for those kids, man. I mean, yo, absolutely. 
absolutely good for those kids. And I hear like Brad Pitt and that one boy are like doing better than they were. Okay, that's so good. like you know, like at least like they're having this close like normal lives there. But I mean, she adopted a group of kids, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, dude, she's got enough money. She can afford it. Oh, dude. absolutely. It's still a group of kids. Yeah, <laughs> true. Like, and I would just say, too, I remember when people were getting mad at me for talking about the blind side like that. I'm like, no, it's about it's about Sandra Bullock and her husband picking up this pet black kid on the side of the road. He doesn't know how to talk. He's pretty much he's pretty, he's pretty much one of the junkyard gang. He doesn't fucking talk. He's a big guy who can play football. Instead of letting him go to one of the schools he wants to go to, they go, hey, go to the school where we have all of our friends because we raised you for a year. So you owe us. It's like, really? And by the way, they would just adopt this black pet black kid and they've got and, and they've got their gorgeous white daughter who's right next door and no one went, hmm, maybe we should give him the room, I don't know, downstairs maybe? Not the room next door? Not to be that guy, but Come on, like really? No one went. Hmm. This might this might be a, uh, an awkward situation. They might want to fuck. Who knows? But uh, sorry. Did they? Because I never saw that. No, they they they. they ah, don't. well, they, 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 <laughs> don't. they they don't. But I remember when she won that. The only good thing about that Oscar is that she gives that speech talking about how much she loves Jesse James, and he's sitting there in the audience like I cheated on him. <laughs> like, like, he's like, like he just, I remember that. He just has this look of guilt on his face, like he like like so much. Because like, didn't that bombshell drop? Like pun intended, like, because that was that chick's nickname. Yeah, like three days later. Yeah, I was like, oof, that's rough. <laughs> but yeah, Jesse James, not talented either. <laughs> but I always like Sandra Bullock, Jesse James. So like, Sandra Bullock's sister, um, used to I don't know if she still does or not. Yeah, uh, own a cookie. Uh, little bakery yeah. up in uh, Vermont, and I used to live in Vermont. And the day that the uh, bakery opened, Sandra uh, worked there for the day, helping her sister out. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, like at, at the register and shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's legit. Like that's the thing. I I thought she was good in the movie, but Oscar winner, like, uh, come on, like, More like Oscar Wiener. Yeah, <laughs> well, she well she also won a Razzie for All About Steve the same weekend. That's Right. Which, if you have not seen all about Steve, it is horrible. I have never had the pleasure. Oh, uh, we'll have to watch it sometime. You'll get twenty minutes in and be like, I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> like, but you know what? I do want to watch more of uh, Spider Man. Far from yeah, there you go. Good job getting us back on track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as we golf with random Sandra Bullock rant, but so I know. So I know you weren't a fan of how much of Iron Man was in the movie. So if you want to like kind of break that down a little bit. So it kind of boils down to just like how can I miss you if you won't go away? No, no, I mean really, because like it's it's the murals, it's the jet, it's the um, the fucking AI name. Like it's it's just that I kind of just beat you over the head with it a bit. Okay. So. Like, a, I mean, the trivia at the beginning I thought was fantastic. Yeah. The use of the jet works really well for the story. Yeah. Like, those are the times to mention Tony. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so did like, you not like the AI kind of So, I do. No, it's funny. Yeah. But it's just kind of like adds to the heap of like, okay, guys, we get it. Okay. If you, I mean, you could put, man, like, him calling it. Either, I don't know. Either, and that's the other thing too. I don't know if Tony would have done that. Now here's why. Okay. Now hear me out. Yeah. 
Tony Stark, while he may have contemplated death mm. as something that happens, yeah. I don't think he contemplated him dying. Like, I don't think he could accept that. Okay, I so I disagree because specifically because of that scene in Endgame where he has the hologram like message that he left for. At, that's at the end, though. No, that's at the end. But the only say I say that is because, and I think especially with, and I'm gonna kind of pull it back here. Um, I think after that fight with Thanos, even if it's past Tony, I think that there would have been like whatever version of Tony would have gone. You know what? After that fight with Thanos, my goose was kind of damn near cooked. I might need to have a contingency plan here uh, in place. I wouldn't be surprised if the night he figured out that the time travel trial had worked, that he went ahead and recorded something that night. That's kind of my uh, thought. But sorry, go ahead. Hey, okay, and that may be, that may be, but to me, it comes off a little bit extra pretentious when it doesn't need to be. Okay. I mean, granted, it's funny. I mean, Edith, even, what is it? Even dead, I, uh, even I, dead, I'm, I'm the hero. hero. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is fucking hilarious. Yeah. But, it makes me question how Tony viewed himself. Because, yes, you know, he's famous for the, ah, the hell with it. I am Iron Man. You know, like, yeah. that whole bit. Like, he leans into the superhero thing. So I get why, like, it would say, I'm the hero. But the thing is, I don't think it would ever be, I'm the hero. I'm a hero. Like, I'm a hero. Okay. Because while Tony's really self-absorbed and everything like that, yes. he knows, like, uh, he knows the value of Captain America. He knows the value of Thor. You know, like, like any one of these guys could step up. Either one of these guys really could step up and lead. Okay, so you know what? All right, so I'll meet you kind of halfway on that. Because I think if he had been called that, that, that might have maybe settled a little better for you. I, I think the concept of him oh, no, naming I, it I, after I, something like that, that's very Tony. But that's a very interesting point. I actually do agree with you on that. Yeah, so I mean, like, I'm just saying it's just a bit too much. It's just a bit much on the whole, like, Tony's dead bit. Because, okay. like... Happy talks about it in the beginning, at the end. Um, Peter talks about it to Mysterio more than once. The whole thing is centered around Mysterio being an ex-Stark employee. You know, it's the Tony Jet that gets the new tech. It's the Tony fucking everything, man. Like, yeah. the little moments there. Like, Happy is like, oh, I'm going to try to channel Tony back. I'm going to crank on some Led Zeppelin. I mean, ACDC. Yeah. So, so, okay, so that's... that's one of my favorite jokes. Oh, in the movie. Uh, same. same. Uh, there's a point where uh, Happy picks up uh, that that Happy picks up uh, Peter, and I thought that moment. I thought that was actually a really well done scene between the two of them. I think people forget John Favreau is a pretty damn good actor. Yep. And uh, you know the whole MCU. I mean, there's a reason he's a producer on a lot of these movies. I mean, without Iron Man, we're not here right now. Which again, and again, guys, Happy Hogan. Directed Iron Man One. Yes, remember yeah. that. Yes, yes. Uh, also was a writer on that. But, yep. yep. But uh, yeah, Favreau is just Favreau's a really damn great actor and uh, did the best live action adaptation of these Disney cartoons in The Lion King. I thought The Lion King was fucking wonderful. But you uh, saw that already? 
Uh, oh, oh, why? Oh, uh, oh, 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 I mean Jungle Book. Sorry, oh, oh. sorry, sorry. I was like, that comes out in a couple weeks. Oh, sorry, shit. Sorry, was sorry. there a preview I my, didn't know? My bad. No, <laughs> my oh, you're good. You're uh, good. Yeah, Jungle Book. I thought it was fucking amazing. I did uh, too. Uh, Favreau's a great actor. And, you know, he has this this scene with with uh, with Peter and kind of goes, you know, look, man. Like, I don't think Tony would have done what he did without knowing that you would be here. And I went, you know what? Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point. And... Favreau's kind of playing the the uh, mystical Negro, as it were, <laughs> in this scene, kind of going like, hey, I'm going to kind of guide you here. But I I appreciate that scene because Happy was pretty, uh, was quite a dick to, to, to Peter in the first homecoming. I was kind of like, all right, Happy, like, let, like ease, ease up a little quite bit. Quite a bit of a dick. Yeah, like, like and, and watching this, I was kind of sitting there, I'm like, you know what, yeah, you were kind of a prick to him. First time around, like really treating him like a kid, but after you know he saved your bacon, you're like, oh okay, you're kind of okay. Um, also, he wants to bang Aunt May, which you know what? Who can blame him? Because Marissa Tomei, that woman, she, she's got to be in her fifties. She yeah, and that that is one critique I do have. Go ahead. Um, so they acknowledge in the beginning of the movie that the, the snap, blip. yeah, the blip is what they call it. Yeah. About the snap and the unsnap. Um, five years pass, right? Yes. Um, I think this was a wasted opportunity to age May up a little bit to get what we get, or to get what we know closer to comic book May. Not ex- I'm not talking about, like, make her withered and old and fucking like, oh, have you seen my dentures? You know, that kind of nonsense. I'm talking, like, just a couple, you know, some extra gray hairs in the hair, maybe a line or two in her face. <coughs> Nothing crazy. But she, it would, I think it would also add some wisdom to her or some perceived wisdom. She is 54. Damn. Oh, my God. Good yeah. for her. Good for her. Yeah. She, wow. Man, I remember when I saw her in The Wrestler. Oh, dude. I, 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 I remember I, I, I had a, I had a, I had my pipe in my hand. I, draw, I dropped it. I was like, oh my God. That, yeah, she, she's, she's stunning. And she is and damn good actress. Dude, and, and you don't get a lot of it here, but the chemistry between her and Peter, like, she clearly loves him, which again, is something like I never, fe- I, I never felt in the other movies. I was like, he, she really does love him. Yep. And they have this really cute moment where uh, they don't say it's the feast shelter. I wish they would have. That would have made me go like, ah, Spider-Man game. But, but uh, you know, they go like, oh, it's like, hooray, thanks for helping. She's like, oh yeah, by the way, you look really stiff out there. And she's giving him shit because he was really stiff out there. And, <coughs> pardon me, that's actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where he's at this uh, shelter, uh, the thing, uh, this food shelter giving away this check and everyone kind of starts going like, "How do you feel about Iron Man being gone?" Da da, and it kind of like he kind of has a like a like a panic attack, and yeah. I I was like, "Oh damn!" Like I want to give him a hug. I was like, "Oh dude!" Like I, I'm I'm sorry, and this is why for me Mysterio is one of the most evil villains. He he's right. Him and Killmonger are like uh, they're a tie for my probably my favorite one of my favorite villains in the last five years. Uh, reason being. Is that Quentin Beck knows what happened to Iron Man, and he's pick, he's taking advantage of Peter at his weakest moment, and the way he does it, it's so fucking, it's so cruel. Like it's like it's not even it's not even him just being like a villain. It, it's a cruel thing to do, and Peter confides in him about like, look, dude, I don't know if I can do this, and he told him, you know, hey, I'm always here to talk to you about this superhero shit, and. 
and when he turns on him, you're like, you lying son of, like, scumbag is the word I use when I went in the I'm like, he's a fucking scumbag. And the fact I felt this much anger to fucking Mysterio, who is a dick in the comics, but I was just sitting there, I was in my seat just like, I would hate you right now if I could pick on this kid. Um... I never felt that anger for Vulture because he is a different villain. Mysterio needs to be more devious because that how is how he is in the comics. Yep. Um, read his uh, first uh, his uh, first run with Daredevil. It's fucking awesome if you ever read that. Um, but Mysterio just he's so evil in this, and the way he really throws these illusions at Peter once they start fighting, and Peter understands that he gave uh, the, uh, Edith. He gave it to, because he's like, look, someone needs to be the next Iron Man, and, you know, you're that guy. And he gives him Edith and transfers all over all this stuff. And I will say, if I do have a complaint about the movie, I I kind of like, okay, I'm, I'm torn on this. Because Stark having a backup like that, it does make sense. What doesn't make sense is that you give it to a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, pardon me, one, Two, do you not remember Ultron? Do you not remember what happened the last time he gave something like, something like this went live? Now, he gave so many trusts, so I get that. But to be completely honest, this should have gone to Pappy. This should have gone to Pepper. This should have gone to somebody else. It should have gone to an adult. Because, <laughs> and, and I'm not using that as like a, in like a dick way. But dude, you're a 16-year-old kid, like... And, and uh, to get kind of cryptic here for a second, when I lost my dad at 14, if I was Spider-Man, the kid, someone gave me something like that, I wouldn't be able to handle that at 14. Let alone, and, and honestly, something very similar. There are adults I trusted, you know, that I talked to after he died. If anyone of them happened to be Quentin Beck, <laughs> the world would be in a shitty spot. So I, so I sympathize a lot with Peter in that sense because... He acknowledges, like, look, I'm 16. I, I, I can't handle something like this right now. This needs to go to an adult. But if you're the adult, you need to go ahead and give it to another adult. Don't do what you did. And it's, it's, that is one of the few things I was like, eh. Kind of your thoughts on that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, again, how do I put this? Giving it to somebody he trusts in Peter in turn in regards to the Edith AI, I I get as well. He also handed it to the smartest person he knew. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. You know what I mean? That's a like, good point. So so sorry, I could be a stickler. Are we saying he's smarter than Banner? Are we giving him that? The way Peter rattled off that multiverse stuff. That's okay. You know, like he just Woo. Just like he verbally vomited and it sounded like it made sense to him. Which, which is a great moment between him yep. and Beck. Like, Beck mm-hmm. kind of looks at him like, oh, like, okay. Like, it's kind of that Science Bros moment from the first Avengers where you're like, ah, uh, okay, you guys are on the same wavelength, which makes it even more heartbreaking. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I, so that's kind of like the thought I went with it. Plus, we kind of, we, what, I'm trying to remember, what happened to Banner? After at the end of Endgame, he um he ended up just going off, right? Because he because he was hurt because he'd gotten the uh, he had done the, snap. The, the burn, yeah, yeah the burn from, from the snap, yeah. But he uh, he was at the funeral though, so I guess he just he was at the funeral, but yeah. they didn't really show kind of what happened to him. Correct, yeah. So I would think, I mean, honestly, 
I'm just going to put this out there also. Okay. Why would you give an AI that could basic that was basically running the 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 defense network up in the skies? Yeah. To a guy with an anger problem. That. So fair. Fuck, that's a really good point. Just putting that, that out there. God, oh, we can drop some knowledge. Hey, I, mean, I mean, I, I, I tempted to give it to Peter as well. No, that, that's, that's fair. Um, and Peter showed that he could, you know, he was more than capable. Uh, he earned the suit from Captain yes. America and Homecoming. Yeah. And then he ended up earning the Iron Spider suit that what we got to know as the Iron Spider suit in the yep. current continuum. No, that, that's, you know, that's fair. I, I. I, I just wish it had gone to a... Like, I will say, as a plot device, it really does build tension, because when he gives them to Mysterio, you're like, oh, fuck. And he's like, no. Like, kid, no. So... I want a pair of those glasses, though. The glasses look good. I want a pair. Badly. I, was, I was like, okay. Um, I want to talk about one of my few complaints, and it's not even really a complaint. Uh, this kid, uh, Brad Davis, or, or, or uh, Remy He, he plays Brad Davis, who is the main competition for... Uh, uh, MJ's heart, uh, played by Zendaya. So I'm just gonna say right now, Zendaya, you you've seen her and stuff. She was of course in the first Homecoming, or, or in Homecoming. Uh, she was in uh, she, uh, oh my gosh, wrong, but Grace Showman, and of course she's in this. You get more her and Peter's chemistry here. I. I told OJ this off that Mike. It really made me hate Aquaman more, to be honest, because I, yeah. I was sitting there watching their chemistry, and I was like, these kids are, what, 22, 23? Yeah. And I'm like, Momoa's almost 40, Amber Heard's in her 30s, and like... Where's the chemistry? Yeah, I'm like, how... And but you two are beautiful people, you'll work it out. Yeah, I'm sitting there, I'm like, why the fuck wasn't there this in... That you, you know, I, I mean, am, am, am I being a dick or did I come across? No, you're like, not. No, because do you know how I feel about Aquaman? Oh, yeah. I don't think your listening audience knows how I feel about. Aquaman. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Give you a couple minutes. I hate that fucking film. So I admit I'm more of a DC guy than a Marvel guy. I mean, I'm wearing a Superman necklace right now. Um... And I'm not a Jason Momoa hater. I really liked him as Khal Drogo on Game of Thrones when he was in it. No. Um, did I think he was Aquaman, especially when I first heard him cast? Fuck no. Gave him a chance, though. Had what we had in Justice League. A little funny in Justice League. Yep. The scene where he's sitting on the lasso truth. I was like, all right, all yeah. right. You know. That worked really Those well. kind of things. But for his solo outing, this is one of the most poorly edited movies I've ever seen. Now, Wong, it's James Wan, right? Yeah, James Wan. He does a really good job with certain aspects of the movie. Like and the I just want to like the horror aspect of yep. the trench. Um, I, I mean, I don't dislike the look of how they all are underwater and like, oh, none of them are wet. Well, yeah, because they're underwater and their hair is flowing because the water, you know, like, yeah. it looks good. And Dolph Lundgren's great in it. And like the guy who plays Ocean Master, I can't remember his name, um, he's good with what he has. Jason Momoa and Amber Heard have absolutely zero fucking chemistry. It's fucking atrocious. The movie has no theme in the sense of, like, all these classic standard superhero films. They fucking have a theme. You hear Batman's theme. You know what it is. Yeah. You hear Superman's theme. You know what it is. I mean, even Marvel, while they play it like, oh, we're, we're going to acknowledge the old Spidey theme, but we're not going to really use it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, 
they at least acknowledge how your element of it, right? But they acknowledge like how important it is to all of that. Yeah. So, Aquaman doesn't fucking have it. There's some spots where the CGI is fucking absolutely terrible, like absolutely terrible. And the fact that it doesn't know if it's an adventure film, horror film, rom com, or insert something else here bothers the ever living piss out of me. I was bored from start to finish. Nicole Kidman phoned it home. Fucking Django Fett, I would not have even cast him. I thought Aquaman's dad was shit. He was fucking terrible. And to wrap up, just super briefly so we can get on to this, um, I am disappointed that it made a billion dollars and Man of Steel didn't. Yeah. So I so I know you're not the biggest fan. No, so I so we've reviewed Man of Steel. It's been a while, but I even I have admitted I have softened my stance a little on Man of Steel because like I said, I'm not crazy about some of the decisions it makes, but but Cavill, he's such a good Superman. And it's it's a shame he'll probably never get a chance to do more with the character because I think he's I think he's a great the tutor shows he's a great actor he's yeah. a great actor and and again it it has the Superman theme that uh, Hans Zimmer did yeah god damn I give him all the credit in the world because that's that theme for Superman I went yeah this has enough of the old school theme like influence but for like quote modernized unquote yeah. I I love that new theme it's got one of my favorite superhero trailers ever that second one yeah where, where they shows, show krypton and all that yeah, yeah. And, and 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 the last shot is Su- uh, superman's cape yeah I'll, in the in the vault i was like oh my god like i remember that trio i was like Whoo, goosebumps okay so i i give dc props on that like yeah but i mean it's it i, I think i give it a i think i give it a c plus version i give it a b minus like I, I enjoy the hell out of that like it's a damn good movie it's just it, it loses me a little bit, but sorry. Oh, no, 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 you're good, man. I just wanted to connect all of what you said back to Aquaman because that is what Aquaman fucking needed. Yeah. And it is, ugh, on your scale, I give it a D plus. Damn. It, okay, so I said Nicole Kidman phoned at home, yeah. and I don't think Jason Momoa was that good in it. Okay. Didn't know whether to be a badass or charming. Okay. Um, the scene where Aquaman reunites with his mother. It's a sweet scene. Yep. It That's really the only props I give to the film. <laughs> so if you guys remember, I gave him a C plus. Oh, and I'm sorry. One last thing. I've never been so disappointed in Willem Dafoe in all my life. Oh, dude! The light where he goes, he is risen. Yeah, okay, that's bad. That's bad. I will. Give yeah, you, I will dude, give like, you that. come the fuck on, man. But anyway, okay. Uh, so that's I, Aquaman. All right. Yeah, I will say it. Did, just to wrap up here, I did get one of the hardest laughs ever of last year when uh, Patrick Wilson goes, "Don't call me that. Call me da da da, Ocean Master." <laughs> yeah. I, OJ will tell you, I laughed so hard I didn't even try. I was like, oh my god. I was like, did you hear me laugh once during that movie? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I did. I, dude, I laughed so hard at that part that I was like, brilliant. Because <laughs> I, I remember you told me, like, because we went and watched it with a bunch of people. Yeah. And you were like, OJ's not laughing. He's not making any noises. Does he even like it? And I'm like, this is dumb shit. <laughs> 
Oh man! Yeah, and 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 then I went off the handle on your guys' review. Which, if you have not listened to their Aquaman review, I I'm I'm fun on there. So I highly recommend. to the wind, as it were. Yeah, so go listen to that. It's it's fun, but I, their chemistry to go back to Far yeah. From here, their chemistry really does carry this. And so when they yep, do, absolutely. So when they do go ahead and get together at the end, you're like, oh my god, that's so cool. Which is why it's so heartbreaking when you get to the end credits because. Two two things that make this movie even better for me with the mid credit scene. First off, I was ne- I could never understand why Mary Jane or Gwen Stacy in the Amazing Spider-Man movies why they weren't freaking out when he was web swinging. I and thought that was a great aspect. I was like, why are you not screaming the, your fucking head off right now? Like, dude, oh, elevator shakes. I go like, ah. <laughs> like, 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 <laughs> Take the elevator at work. I'm like, ah, I'm like this is gonna be like, dude, gonna be like, this, it's gonna scare the hell out of me. I'm like, ah, so I appreciated that Mary Jane was like, oh shit, like I'm never doing this again. So it leads to, and we 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 talked about this off mic today. It leads to one of the best. It's top three best post credit in credit sequences that Marvel's ever done. And for me, it's number one. Uh, so you said it was this was number one. Two was Thanos. No, no. So for for oh yeah okay okay. Uh, this is number one. Yeah. Two is Tony Stark showing up at the end of Incredible Hulk. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of the shared universe and like yeah. Again, this is before Marvel Studios was actually a thing, and you had all those companies. Yeah. I was yeah. like, oh, they're all gonna work together to make this fucking Avengers thing. Yeah. So that and then Thanos. Okay, fair enough. So for me, it probably go this. Uh, this scene, honestly, I love that Black Panther mid-credit scene where he gives that speech at the at the UN. I, that's a damn that, good that, one. That that scene made me cry. I was that's like, oh, I was one. like, oh my god. So that's that's two. my favorite scene in that movie. That's fair. Uh, that scene just that that oh that broke me. Um, love that second scene. Third one for me is uh, fourth would be Thanos at the end of Avengers. But third one is when is in Iron Man where. Nick Fury shows up. I remember, right? Like, he stepped out of the shadows. I was like, holy shit, it's Samuel Jackson's Nick Fury. And I was sitting there, I'm like, why is he here? And he drops the words in Avengers Initiative, and I jumped out of my seat. I went, yes, yes. And everyone around me was like, the fuck is this black guy? Like, <laughs> like did your loan get approved? But I was like, random black joke. But I. But I <laughs> I wish you could have seen OJ's face there, my son. He was like, "Oh damn!" But, but, but it's a I, good joke. I don't think. But but I remember, I remember that moment me going, "Oh my god, we're gonna get an Avengers movie now." We've got what four, four, four of them now, which is crazy. But this scene not only changes the MCU, it changes Spider-Man's trajectory so much. It's a it's a straight fucking skew, man. Yeah, and and it does something that we've never seen because if you've read Spider-Man comic, which I hope you have, um, the Daily Bugle is one of his greatest foes ever because they are just constantly making him look like an asshole, even when he's saving people. And J. Jonah Jameson just he he has a he has a bigger heart on for Spider-Man than Bill Riley has for interns. He just he just <laughs> he, he just insane. Fox News did, buddy. <laughs> but, but, oh, I'm proud of myself. But yeah. But he he 
hates Spider-Man so much. And if you watch the old Fox cartoon, you realize he hates him maybe even more than he does in the comics in that cartoon. Like, he just, he just wants him in jail and handcuffs unmasked. He cannot stand him. And if you play the Spider-Man PS4 game, what I love about about the show is, uh, or about the, the, the game, is that they take, they modernize the Daily Bugle, as it were, and yep. he gets a radio show similar to someone like Al Jones. Uh, Rush Limbaugh. Yeah, yeah, Rush Limbaugh. It's very much like a, a shock shock, like very much fan the flames of your fears sort of you know, yep. sort of, uh, sort of show, and so this movie it ends with uh, the mid credits. Mid credit scene is Peter with MJ putting her down after the swing. Uh, they went web swing. She goes, "Yeah, I'm never gonna do this again." And he goes, "Yeah, I'll see you. Yeah, I'll see you later." He jumps up to the flagpole, and you get a breaking news bulletin. And it's the middle of Times Square. And it shows, uh, it shows, uh, you know, some news program going, "Hey, you know, this is this video." was shared with us anonymously, uh, and it was shared by Daily Bugle. And it cuts to, it, it's so crazy. If you look up the InfoWars, like an InfoWars video, which you shouldn't, but if you look up, <laughs> but if you look up like a, look up a, an image of it, that's fine. The image won't We're just you. best of Alex Jones. Yeah. yeah just look just up a, to laugh and for context. Yeah. Um, it, also, the guy who said Sandy Hook was, uh, was actors, so that yeah. shows, yeah, he's a piece of crap. But Thank you, God he got the end. Yeah, thank goodness. But you you look at uh, you look at this video here. It's J.K. Simmons himself, who's not played the character since what? Oh, two, two oh, seven. Oh, seven. Spider Man three. Yeah. Yeah. Like you see him as now. We we talked about this off mic. Um, it was a little disappointed he didn't have the hair. I I think for it being twelve years, I'm like I I can accept that he doesn't have the the the, the flat top anymore. I'll be honest with you, dude. I was shocked at God Jake. I, I was shocked when it was like Daily Bugle. I was like, oh, Daily Bugle. That's cool. I jumped at, like, my jaw, if my jaw could physically hit the ground, it would have hit the ground. It would have hit the ground so hard, it bounced back up and my teeth clanked together. I, you see J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson in the flesh talking about Spider-Man is a menace and how, in the line that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Of all time. Yeah, that was the line that gave me goosebumps. On oh, like, was it? Uh, Sorry, I didn't mean to stop. No, 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 you're good. But that line where he goes, Mysterio will get down, it's the greatest superhero <laughs> ever. I was like, holy shit, it's InfoWars. It's fucking InfoWars. Like, like the Avengers just saved the world. And he's like, no, Mysterio. It's like, oh my, what? Like, it, like, my head hurt when I was like, no, they can't. Like, Captain America has his face on coins and shit. <laughs> like, no, Mysterio. Like, and you see it, and so Mysterio doctors this video brilliantly, my ad, like making it look which like, feels like super post what happens at the end. Yeah, which makes me feel like he's not dead. Dead. I and, and I agree, and I and I think him being quote kill unquote is another illusion. Personally, I agree, or another uh, hologram. Yep, but. It cuts a uh, it cuts to Mysterio and he says that he called the Stark uh, the Stark drones to to kill people and uh, and then it goes static and he says Spider Man's real name is Static again and I went oh shit oh shit and he says Spider Man's real name is Peter Parker and it flashes a picture of Peter and you're like oh sh it cuts to Spider Man he goes oh f and it cuts off and so first off. 
the pure irony in the difference of the end of Homecoming where uh, uh, where uh, Aunt May walks in yeah. and, and goes, what the fuck, and is done comedically to this where he's about to go, what the fuck, and it is just the, literally the worst thing that could possibly happen to him. Yeah, um, and it really, that, so that's why I question if the sequel has to follow up immediately Yeah, from this. Because now there's no, so if you've read uh, Civil War the comic, you know that Iron Man, like a dick, makes Peter unmask, and Peter's life is just shit for like three years after that. Yep. He's always got people going and going off after Aunt May or after Mary Jane. He's got people trying to kill him in his house. Like, it is a dark time for Peter Parker. And and not just that, I mean, like, right after in the Civil War comics when uh, he does the unmasking, Aunt May's the first one to go down. She doesn't yep. die, but yep. she goes down. Uh, it was shocker, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 And, and you just go, oh, shit. So I'm really, I'm really concerned. Like, I like I left yep. the theater worried. I'm like, oh, crap. This is not good. Um, just wrapping up here, because we haven't talked about this, the holograms that Mysterio uses. It is some of the best effects the MCU's ever had. Yeah. I was so... We talked about it a little bit earlier and I'm thinking about it, but I, I was genuinely scared at points. And we get a Iron Man Marvel Zombies reference yep. that I just went, Mwah! Bravo, Marvel! It, uh, it freaked it me out. It so good. It freaked me out. Like, so, yeah, man, like, for me, like, when I say, like, the, the Mysterio stuff hits on every level, this above anything else, like, it, really fucking hits. Yeah, I, I just... I was so so impressed uh, with 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 this movie, and you just go, damn, this guy just he he gets it. This was also directed by John Watts, who did uh, who directed uh, Cop Car, which you have not seen Cop Car with Kevin Bacon, you should, and of course directed the uh, the original uh, Spider Man Homecoming. Uh, I'm telling you right now, I cannot stress this enough. For me, this is the best live action Spider Man film that's ever been made. I don't think it's even a contest. It goes Homecoming to, uh, sorry, uh, Far From Home 1, Homecoming 2, Spider-Man 3, uh, sorry, Sp- oh god, no, uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man 1, one three. 3, there you <laughs> go, yes, yeah, not Spider-Man 3, god, oh god, um, April Fool's, I right, <laughs> I let this theater just happy, I, 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 I cried, I was crying at the end, because I was genuinely so happy that everything... When I get stuff that I didn't know I wanted, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this, this this really works for me. Just pretty much on every level. The biggest complaint I have about this movie is the fucking poster. The poster they had, oh my god, it is horrible. Or it's got the big Spider-Man logo in the back. It's got like Nick Fury, Mysterio. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, dude, that poster sucks. It's a horrible. Like, I might get one of the character sheets <laughs> for a poster, but I'm damn sure not on that poster. Uh... Yeah, that that looks like straight straight poo. Um, well, when you when you said that you know you got stuff that you didn't even know that you needed. Yeah. On the car ride to the theater with KJ and and um, our guests, fucking, um, I said the one thing I want in this movie is the return of J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. I have three witnesses to that. Yeah. And I fucking got it, man. So like. 
the floor for me on this, yeah. on your scale, is like a B minus. It cannot that, go below a B minus. That, that, that's fair. And so, I'd have to like hate it for it to be a B minus. So I will say, I know one last, I, before we get our grades here, I know one thing you hated is that they called the Spider-Sense Pinkle Tinkle, Peter Tinkle. I know you're not a fan of that. I personally, they go to the joke maybe three times. It didn't bother me. Felt like more. Uh, the, the one thing I will say, and I'm calling it Spider-Sense, I'm not calling it Peter Tinkle, but... You get this scene at the end where he's fighting Mysterio, and he's got Mysterio on the ground, and you go, and you, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, you beat me, da, da. and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, it's a hologram, it's a hologram, and, he, and Mysterio appears behind him, like point blank range, about to shoot him, like about to pull Bucky, like he did with Tony, and, and Tony gets the glove up, uh, he goes to shoot him, his spider sense kicks in, and he just dropped him. I went, oh, like I went, that was my, Aleo would tell you, I was like, oh. Like I, because they make a point early in the movie that Aunt Make throws a banana at him, and he kind of goes like, "Oh, what the hell?" And she talks about like, "Oh, your Peter Tingle's been off." Now I appreciate the fact that they at least acknowledge it because mm-hmm. you can make a point, stress whatever. Um, it luckily like, but he's not inept throughout the rest of the movie. True, which is my biggest problem with Spider Man Two, where he just loses his powers because fuck you, this that's why. Because someone asked me about that, like it bugged you like it did Spider Man Two. I was like, nah, not not even fucking close. And it's such a very classic Spider Man moment to have someone behind him trying to make a move, and he just reacts like that. I went, yeah, I I wanted to see a pure representation of the Spider Sense. I got that, and that just that gave me goosebumps on a way. I was like, oh yeah. I was like, oh yeah, oh movie, you get me. Um, I I have genuine admiration for this film. I I really do. Um, it, it, it's great to see something that you love, just not not bastardized and, and actually done correctly. Um, because I've been on I've been on the on the other end with all most of these Spider Man movies where it's like, God, can't you just get this right? It shouldn't be this hard. And a guy who's directed one movie before he started directing these somehow gets it, which upsets me even more because the hell. But uh, in, in case there's any doubt, this is a fan fucking tastic for me. Uh, the mid credit scene, I was at a fan fucking tastic when that movie ended. That mid credit scene I went, oh my god! I went, this changes the MCU. This changes uh, Spider Man's trajectory going forward. Uh, the director John Watts, he said he wants Craven. If it's up to him. I would love to have Graven as the next villain. So the thing I, I, I listened to right before I hopped hopped in here for this is that Craven may not be on the table because really? Sony's doing a Craven standalone. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yep. Damn. I totally forgot about that. Then hmm, who could you bring? Who could you bring in? I mean Doc Ock and You could bring in Doc Doc. So I mean, if you're going off of who they've Quasi revealed for Sinister Six. Yeah, we've got Mysterio, we've got Vulture, we've got Scorpion. Yeah, you could argue Chameleon from yeah. this movie. Yeah, um, Shocker. You we get Shocker proper. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I mean, we got a taste of it in Homecoming. Yeah. So you could argue that's five. Yeah. And then all you need to do is introduce an Osborne or Ock character. Yeah. To tie it all together. Or you introduce both and you don't count Chameleon. True, you could you could do that. Um, I'll be honest. After watching the game, considering and this is something that I I, I think we need to discuss, we need do need to discuss somewhat. 
They show on may work in the homeless shelter. I mean, do we get Mr. Native maybe at some point? Maybe. I mean, um, I, like, I would not mind that. And I will say, if they took exactly what they did in the game and tweaked it just a little, I would be, as a kid say, I'd be pleased as punch if that's the route they went. Because uh, Mr. Negative in the comics, he has a very, kind of the theme they're going on, he has a very tragic uh, background. Um, yeah, I, I actually would be very curious to see how that would work. And you kind of do the same thing here with kind of mind-bending uh, uh, sort of shit. Um, you could do the whole thing that maybe Peter, I mean, Peter finds refuge there. I mean, you could, that's, that's something you could kind of inject in. Um, I will say I would like to see Doc Ock because I still, he's kind of like Mr. Freeze. I just want to see him done correctly in life. (laughs) Like, I would like to see a a, a more comic accurate Doc Ock. Um, again, because I'm borrowing from Spider-Man game because it's, it's delightful. If they just took Doc Ock's arc Kind of similarly, as far as like why he needs a suit and all that, I, I would be very happy if they went that route. Um, it humanizes him a little bit more for me, and it makes him more tragic. But uh, yeah, um, and I will say the the the, the post credit scene it is important because it shows uh, the scrolls, and it it looks like we're setting up sword in the MCU, mm-hmm. which is which I will say considering MCU is going more cosmic makes sense. My next question would be, since the scrolls were in place of uh, Nick Fury and uh, Agent Hill, how long has Fury been in space would be yeah. my next question. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like, all right, I need, like... Probably I, since fucking the funeral. Yeah. Like, I that, imagine he's probably like, fuck this, I'm going for a drink. Yeah, and just yeah, stayed in space. Honestly, probably. Like, I mean, that's a very interesting discussion to have because... Yeah. Um, but that sets up that sets up sword in MCU, which means that they're probably going more cosmic. And honestly, that has me stoked because more cosmic, they can get into more a lot more of like Jack Kirby shit, you know, like that more psychedelic mm-hmm. sort of shit. Um, and there's so much presence for Doctor Strange dealing with space and stuff like that. So Doctor Strange too could be even more of a mind fuck, which I'm totally down for. So uh yeah, man, this movie, it's just, it's so brilliant. It really is a love letter uh, to Spider-Man fans. Like, hey, sorry you had to suffer a little bit there, but we're starting to kind of right the ship. Um, I give Sony credit, man, because I, like I said, I've talked a lot of shit about Sony. Rightfully so, my dad. Amazing Spider-Man 2. But, but with them working tandem with Marvel, they've... they've They've got this. They've got this rolling. So, and I'll even say on their own too, because I'm a big fan of Venom. Yeah, yeah. No. So we review Venom. I enjoy Venom. I'm real excited for Venom too. Uh, please get Woody Harrelson a different hairpiece for the love of God. But, yeah. but, but I, but I enjoy it. And we were both a little worried kind of going oh, into Venom. Yeah. And Venom works way better than it has any right to. Just make it make it a little brighter at the end too, so I can see the the the, the last fight. Then do that. But. But, uh, but, but this, but it worked well enough. I mean, I, what it made what eight hundred and something, something like that million yeah. dollars. Yeah, it, it made an, it was good enough. That I went, I want to see a sequel, right? And that's what was kind of my gauge. You know what I mean? So, and that's a change for Sony. Right yes, there. it is. And if Marvel embraces what Sony does a little bit more, man, like I would love to see uh, Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock and Tom oh. Holland's Spider Man together. Dude, dude, the Maximum Carnage movie. Mm-hmm. I, I would. Oh God, just to that loud. Oh. Ooh, I might just talk to myself. Yeah, I kind of want that now. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it, yeah, though th- this is fan fucking fantastic. Um, 
this is such a first day buy. It's not even funny. Like the moment you can pre-order and there's a delivery date, I'm but cool. Like BestBuy.com, Steelbook, boom. Like this is an immediate, not even questioning. By the way, Shazam comes out next week on Steelbook. Very excited to get that. All right. Alita Battle Angel comes out tomorrow. This is tomorrow? Yep. Shit, I'm about to buy that. Damn it. Yep. That's, That's what I'm buying this weekend. That's fair. Ooh. So, uh, we have not reviewed that, so we'll have to review that. Yeah. If you'd like to sit on I'm that. I'm down. Yeah. That's... You'd have to bring in Cage. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a good movie. It's yeah. a really good movie. It's my personal favorite of the year still. Yeah. Fire From Home is number two. That's fair. That is fair. I, so I will say... But I'm more of an anime whore. So I will say I'm not an anime whore, but even I, while I do have some problems with it, I left the theater and went, yeah, I want a sequel to that. Like, I was one of those things I went, yeah, I, I want to see more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the the mocap is amazing in that movie. Like, it, 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 it really almost hurts your head how good the mocap is when you see the girl actually doing the stuff. It's like, whoa. And Crystal Fault is great. But, yeah, fan-fucking-tastic for me. I'm seeing this again tomorrow. So I saw this Saturday uh, at uh, 4.30. I'm seeing this again tomorrow at Cinemark at 7.45 after I get a nice, delicious burger. So, but, <laughs> but yeah, go see this if you have not. You need to. You're missing out if you don't. Uh, OJ, final thoughts and grades, sir. So, um, just a couple things. A um, couple pluses that I didn't realize were going to be pluses. So Nick Fury felt off to me in this movie. But they tell it. They showed me why, because he was a fucking scroll. Yeah. You know what I mean. So I was like, okay, all right, all right. You know what I mean? Like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. I thought the um, same thing. I'm like, you're being a little aggressive here, Nick. Like, you like big time. Yeah. Um. So I really appreciated like those little things. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, like God, I would love. I would even be down for like Spidey Mysterio round two. Yeah. You know what I mean. The costume translates so well too. So that's one thing we didn't get a chance to talk about. The fishbowl looks great. Yes, it does. I was shocked at how great it looked. Yep. Because you, you, you've seen enough of these comic book movies. Sometimes you see the costume translate and you're like, how the fuck did they pull off? Because so many of the comic book costumes are so fucking silly. Like, he's got a fishbowl. You're like, how is that going to work? But it has that, like, retracting element like the Stark helmets have. Yep. And you're like, oh, that, that actually looks cool when it comes down and all that. So... Yeah, and the color scheme is just and I like great. how I like how the the fishbowl kind of gets like filled up with like a cloudy gas as opposed to just being like a silver ball. Yeah, instead um, of being clear, it's like foggy. Yeah, it works really, really, really well. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal said he loves the costume too. Like he fucking loved it, wearing it in general. I was like, yeah, of course you do. Okay, I'm gonna butcher his name, Anna uh, Bidreka. Uh, Shepard. Yeah, we're gonna go with that. She was the costume designer for Far From Home. Props. So much props. Yep. Just off Mysterio alone. And then the, the final costume that Spider-Man gets. Really cool looking. And the stealth suit. Looks great. The stealth suit, I, it looks better than I thought it would. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I was a little worried, um, yeah, I was a little worried, but yeah, it was good. But yeah, the, the Mysterio especially, like she should put that top of her resume. Oh, like, absolutely. Moving forward, because if you make that silly shit look good, then you can design fucking anything. Sorry, go ahead. No, you're good, man. Um, I think... So, I have some issues that I've stated. Um, one other issue I just didn't get a chance to state that I want to real quick. The kid with the blip who ages five years when no one else does. Yeah. Doesn't make a goddamn bit of sense. 
Just putting that out there. Like, because he, because remember, all the girls want him because he's, you know, uh, he looks older and shit. But that's really. Brad, Brad. Yeah. Brad. The, the uh, guy, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 Remy He. Yeah. Who is, who's a bigger dick than Flash in this movie? He He's almost, a, like, he's almost bordering on, like, shooting up a school sociopath. I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, shit, dude. But this, the science behind it just didn't make any fucking sense. And, you know, Flash Thompson. I really don't like him anymore. Yeah. Um, just because it doesn't feel like Flash anymore. Okay. Um, like, the Flash mob joke was funny the first two times I heard it. <laughs> yeah. Then I got tired of it. Okay. And, like, the couple jokes that he throws in there, like, yeah, I love Spider-Man. Wants me to be a better person. Da, 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 da. Oh, what's up, dickwad? That's different. Yeah. That's different. But I feel like they've really underutilized him. Okay. Or utilized him wrong. Okay. Um, oh, also... Sorry, a couple little rants here. No, good. The Ned Betty Brant. Yeah. Romance. Yeah. Not a fan? Hol- no, 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 no. Holy shit, I did not expect to like that as much as I did. Okay. I laughed so hard at so too. many of the things. Um, just because that is like how a lot of high school relationships go. Injury, injury Rice plays Betty, and then uh, Jacob uh, Battle, uh, Battlin plays Ned. Now, memory serves, Betty and Peter actually dated at one point in the comics. Yes. Because she worked at the Bugle, and of course he was doing photography there and all that fun stuff. Correct. Um, so, I mean, those those kind of little things. Because I remember even saying out loud when they showed Betty, I was like, oh, it's Betty Grant, son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, like, um, so you, those kind of things. You are right, though. Like, I've seen those couple, I've seen those couple now where it's just like, they're disgusting together. You're like... And, and Peter's like happy for his boy, but he's like, oh, like, dude, yep. like, tone it down. Trying to get mine, dog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Peter Tingle. Yeah. So, here's the thing, folks. I personally found it a bit annoying, but I love the idea of Spider Sense in general. Here's how, in my opinion, for someone like me, they could have fixed it. There's a scene at the very end where Peter, as Spider-Man, sits Happy and May down to talk about their relationship. And the Peter Tingle's brought up. Yeah. And basically, Peter Tingle is used a lot by May and Happy. Yeah. So if I'm Peter, I would have just, I just would have wrote in like, okay, hey, first things first. Peter Tingle, stupid name. We're not using it anymore. Spider-Sense, branding, marketing, Tony taught me that. I would have been fucking, okay, been like, perfect, cool. We had it for the movie. Yes, I found it a little bit annoying. But if this is how like it starts officially be called Spider-Sense, all for it. Yeah. So that could have, in my mind, just wrapped it up a little bit better. Okay. Because really it's an annoying joke for me outside of it. Okay. That's just that. Okay. So um, this is one of those movies that, like I said, the floor is a B-. minus. I could go to a fan-fucking-tastic. I'm going with a solid A. Okay. Solid A. Can't be mad at that. Can't ignore some of the things that I don't like, but holy shit, day one by, absolutely, I will watch this a lot. If they can repeat the success on a third one, it's the best trilogy in the MCU. Okay. Okay. That's... Hmm. So I will say, so for me... So Captain America is one of my favorite trilogies of all time. Mm-hmm. I like Homecoming more than I like uh, uh, First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Like, 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 I really like First Avenger. I think it's like probably most one of the most underrated MCU films. But I, I, I really do enjoy Tommy Lee Jones. One of my favorite parts in that. Yeah, love him that. But I do like Homecoming more. I 
it, it, it it's by like a a fraction of a hair. I like this more than I like Winter Soldier. Like it's really it's so like. No, that's fair, like, dude. I cannot stress this enough. But I know some people sorry to spit out their wine or beer or what. Like, here's the thing: Winter Soldier has some best fight scenes in a, in in the MCU. I, I love the the over the underpass scene or the overpass scene. Um, fight in the elevator. Uh, we'll fight in the elevator. We'll fight at the end. <clears throat> because of Winter Soldier is so much more. Of a force and a flushed out character at that point, that's why I give Mysterio the slight edge, which is why I like this more. Fair enough. Like, but I cannot stress enough. I gave that a fan fucking task. I gave this like it is by the hair of its nuts better. Like it is so like like not even one a one b. It's like one a point one. Like it's so barely better, but I do like it better. So if this can be. As good as the third one can be, as good as this, by default, it'll be better in Civil War, which I enjoy. So then, yeah, this would be my probably my first or second favorite trilogy of all time. Um, right now, it's probably the Planet of the Apes remakes because I just I, those I, are great. I just I love that trilogy. So oh yeah, much. man. Now we saw the third uh, one together. Uh, Dark Knight would be probably second, even though Rises. You're does. saying ever. Ever, yeah. So it probably goes Planet of the Apes. Ooh, I keep Planet of the Apes, Back to the Future, Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, yeah. That's where I'm probably at. So I would, I would challenge you with. So my favorite trilogy of all time is Indiana Jones one through three. Okay. Um. I don't hate four as much as everybody else does, but that's another topic for another time. Yeah, um, I would go Indiana Jones trilogy first, original Star Wars trilogy second. Okay, because I love I love A New Hope and Empire so much. Even I, in, I in, Ret- in Return of the Jedi has some solid fucking moments. It does. It's just it, it's it, it does fall a little bit. It does. It's the stuff between Luke, Vader, and the Emperor that really carries it. It's sure. the shit on Endor that it, it's, just... It's got, one, it's got such a great opening sequence, though. Mm-hmm. Like, saving Leia. I love that sequence. Mm-hmm. Not just because she's in bikini, because rest in peace to Carrie Fisher. Um, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do, I do indie, original Star Wars. For me, Star Trek's 2, 3, and 4. Okay. I love those as one composite unit. Yeah. Um... It's really hard when you start thinking about it. Because I think I like Lord of the Rings a little bit more than than uh, uh, Captain America Trilogy. So Because I'm not a fan. I'm not that much of a fan at all of Civil War. I know I'm putting that lightly. Yeah. But I love 1 and 2 so much. So I love all three. I'm not a big fan of Third of Lord of the Rings. I, I just It just didn't wrap... Two Towers, I think, is fucking brilliant. I've watched the extended edition like seven times. Like I, that is one of my favorite. I love Two Towers. Like See, fellowship for me. That's fair. Um, the first two are great. It is just that third one where I just went. Uh, I get like, it. I get it. I I totally get it because I tell you, man, for fellowship, man, when Sean Bean dies, dude, I'm crying. Oh, dude, every it, fucking uh, time. Sean Bean, like, this is gonna sound terrible. Sean Bean is great at dying. Like, <laughs> like, like he's really great at it. Like. 
you see him in you see him in Stranger Things. It's like like I remember when he looked like paused. I'm like, no, Sean. And you see that the asshole demon dog. It's like, God damn it, Sean P can't catch a break. And you know what's funny about that too? It's like the day that Sean Bean actually dies, people are gonna go, why doesn't somebody just yell cut? <laughs> Dude, right. The problem is that Sean Bean's gonna have to like ride it like a unicycle into a grave or something. Like, 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 because he's died so spectacularly on screen for so many years, he's gonna have to do something insane for his actual death. Like, shoot him out of a cannon into the grave. Dude, seriously, man. Like, like, he'll end up like jumping from crocodile to crocodile like in a Donkey Kong game or something. It's gonna have to be something that insane for him to. Weekend at Bernie's him down the aisle. Oh, dude. Okay. I would watch the shit out of that. <laughs> but, but... <laughs> God, I, I do love Sean Bean, though, man. As do I. He's probably, he might have been my favorite part of season two of Stranger Things. I loved him that season. I thought he was... I thought he was great. I was like, oh, Like, I knew he was gonna die. As, I, as soon as I started to like him, I was like, oh, shit. I was like, you're gonna die, aren't you? I won't get a full season with you. And, of course, I don't. But, yeah. He's... Wait, am I thinking of Sean? Wait, you're thinking, thinking of Sean Astin. I think of Sean Astin. That's yeah. right. I was like, wait, that's not right. Goonies never say die. Damn it. Okay. Uh, you know what's funny? That is one of my. That's one of my least favorite movies. I do not like the Goonies, which blows my mind. Dude, I have just fro- because I know you love Stranger Things, man. Yeah, and that's such like I know it's such a love wink to it. Like, oh hi Goonies. No, wink. I, no, I know. And dude, I've tried watching it five times. I've tried so many times. <laughs> and it makes me sad because I've had people go like, "You're an asshole." <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I was like, I've tried from every angle to try to watch the Goonies. I- I've tried once the last. Ooh, I tried once a couple years ago. Um, I tried once when I was 18. I tried once when I was 10. I tried once when I was 14. And then I tried, tried once when I was like 22. Like I've I've tried it at multiple points in my life, and it just it it has not hit now. To be fair, I think it took me like three or four times to watch The Matrix to, for it to really click for me, for me to really enjoy it. So maybe six times a charm. Maybe like I'll just, I'll watch it and it'll go like, oh yeah, it's great. Like, cause I've had people tell me it's the exact same thing. Like you look stranger things, you don't like the Goonies. Like I, I get it. I know. I know. I know. Like not totally, man. But it 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 hasn't hit for me yet. So. I will give it another shot. I, I will give it one more chance, but I've tried. I've tried so hard. It, it, I think I own that one. Okay. I, I may. I, I know I own NeverEnding Story. I do love NeverEnding Story. Yeah. I would be willing to give Goonies another shot. I, I really would. I just, I just, it has not hit for me yet. But, Fair uh, enough, man. But, You'd see Thanos and, 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 and uh, Samwise and... Fucking, uh, fucking, uh, what's his name from Indiana Jones? Uh, fucking Short Round. Oh, Short Round? Yeah, dude. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, Short Round is the little Asian kid who wants to be James Bond. Oh, okay. He's got all these gadgets and shit, dude. Okay. Data is his name. Dude, he's fuck. oh, he's like one of my favorite parts, dude. Okay, I'll, I said, man, I'll give it another shot. I I will give it another shot. And, connection to the Matrix, Joe Pantoliano. Yeah. Joe Pants. Love him. He's in it. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will. I will give it a shot. I will get another shot. I'll give right. one more shot. But Watch it with me, and we'll make sure you enjoy it. Cool. Uh, but guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't seen Far From Home, please go see Far From Home. It's really fucking great. Please go Don't see it. Don't wait. Uh, 
Yeah, because someone will spoil that mid credits scene for me, and I would be sad for you if that's ruined for you. And not just that, but like this is a theater experience. It it really is. Our our theater ones clapping and cheering and yeah, please go see us in the theater. Um to, yeah, go see you in the theater. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, OJ, sir, you yes. have a great podcast that you uh, co-host. Uh, That's all right. Yeah, can you, can you please tell people where you can find that? Yeah, folks, you can catch me and my uh, co-host KJ at uh, our show is called On the Fly. Uh, you can find us at SoundCloud.com backslash On the Fly dash KJ OJ. Uh, you can follow us both uh, communally on Twitter. We have a joint uh, account at uh, KJ and OJ spelled out. And, of course, my Twitter is at uh, the O to the J. Um, and that's an O and not uh, a zero. And that is a number two and not the word two spelled out. And uh, you can also find me on Twitch. I do uh, game streaming at twitch.tv backslash O to the J. And uh, if you're lucky, I might randomly be on there because that does happen on occasion. It does. Uh and we're gonna do Ultimate Alliance at one point. Yeah, uh, dude, Prime Day, Prime Day's coming up. That's I might, time. I, 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 I might get that controller. controller. Yeah, because I need uh, a second controller anyway. Yeah, so see, that's a perfect time. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so we will. Yeah, you'll be streaming Ultimate Alliance because that dude, those games are great. I really love both of the games, so I will play those with you. But and as soon as I beat both, I will get the third one for the Switch. There you go. I will help you beat Which those games. I want to see. I'm really curious as to how that review is going to be for that. I. I'm gonna buy it anyway because I'm a because I'm, I'm a Marvel whore, but but I I am curious because it's I, I been a play- long time the dusting off a franchise yeah man. so I mean they had a Marvel Heroes online which I played a lot and then they just stopped supporting that which broke my heart They're still supporting DC Universe uh, yep. online too it, it's a still pretty popular MMO yeah you know I, I played it for a little bit I'm like all right like. It, it's a little clunky at first, but I think we want to give another shot on PS4. I always want to play it on a console, you know what I mean? I was just like, a lot of those aren't available on console because there's too many commands to put in. Yeah. So, so yeah. But yeah, it's available on PS4. I'm like, you know what? I might give that a shot. I might, I might see what I can I, I can work with. I, that might actually might be enough to get me to get uh, PS Plus. I actually might You get should get PS Plus because you get free games every month. Yeah. As long as you keep that membership going. Dude, I've gotten some great shit through there. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. So I, but I, I, yeah, thinking about it, but, uh, but yeah, so we will, we off the stream that, uh, but guys, thank you so much. You can find me on Twitter, on the Twitter at J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter, who will be making his return here in the next couple of weeks when we review, uh, Stranger Things and Lion King, which I'm, I'm excited for Lion King. That's gonna be great. Uh, you can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. You can follow Colin on Twitter at The Real O'Neill. And you can find us on <gasps> Deep Breath, uh, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, and Spotify uh, at The Real Pineapple. Guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll have a review up this weekend for. Uh, I'm going to review the last, the, the lingering Spider-Man movie I did not want to review. I'll have a review up for Amazing, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, which, go figure, it's the one Spider-Man film we have not reviewed yet, but I'm going to... Huh, that's amazing. I, I oh, God help you. <laughs> I thought, well played. Uh, I'm really sad to review that. And then we're going to review Stuber, which I hope is good, it's with uh, Dave Bautista and, uh, uh, I'm gonna, I always butcher his name, uh, Kamar, I'm not even gonna try. The guy, the guy from Silicon Valley. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I hope that's good. So we'll have a review up for that as well. And then I'm going to also review uh, when they uh, uh, when they see us, which uh, I've been putting that off. I'm I'm 
honestly scared to watch that because I know how upset it's going to get me. But we're okay. I'm going to have a review up for that as well. But guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.